Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. Now, my voice is going to sound like this. I am manly Kathleen Turner. When was Kathleen Turner not manly? When she was in body heat because I was uh, she, to her. And she was, that's not manly. I would have accepted VR, VI Workowski, not body heat. It's Wachowski. Wachowski. Damn. I don't know which one's my, which one's, which one's Mike and which one's Sully. Sorry. If you're listening to this, wondering why I sound like I've been blowing a frog. He's I've been, been blowing, blowing a, frog. a frog. Yeah, that's it. I, I feel completely fine. Yep. James, went, James, say ribbit. <laughs> I feel completely fine. My voice just went today at two o'clock for no good reason. I'm sitting here drinking tea and four roses single barrel, and neither one of them are working. So I'll do my best to make it through this. Maybe some of you will find this voice more attractive. I doubt it. I was going to say, what happened when I lost my voice? What did Mick say about the voice when I was, when I, I he made a comment about my voice because I've lost my voice a few times on these episodes and sounded really, really had a bass to it, which I actually preferred. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I you're all back. about the bass. I'm not about the treble. No rebels. That's an obscure uh, meme. Oh, okay. I thought Joe just went really Southern on us. This isn't this podcast, Joe. No, no, no. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a meme when that was out. James sent it to me one time. I've stuck in my brain all so, about the base, no rebels. And it's the fight on Hoth. So to give Joe a break on his voice, uh, this is going to be the first of a two-parter. Uh, we decided we wanted to talk about our favorite fight scenes in movies. And we decided we were going to break this up because with when you think about fight scenes, you think of two different types of fights. You think of with your hands and fist and with guns. So we're gonna this this episode, we're gonna talk about hands and fist, maybe some knives, maybe some axes. I wanted to do guns first. Oh, I thought we I, see I prepared for fist fights. I, I didn't know. Yeah, we uh, I believe the text said let's do it. Fist did. First. I just said I wanted to do. I'm prepared for fist fights. I'm just saying I wanted to do guns first. Well, I will take, point out that I let you choose. Take take <laughs> you what you wanted to do, hold, fist hold fights. On. Hold on, let's let's be be nice, Joe. Just as an option to you, James, you, you can shut take, the hell up. You, no, no, Chad, let me finish now. You should guys Joe, should recreate a fist fight. What I want, <laughs> what I want you to do to know that you're a valued member of our team. Your expensive mic. <laughs> what, what I want you to know to let you know that you're a valuable member of our team is that I want you to take what you want. I want you to envision what you want. Take a moment to do this now. Okay. Now take um, that. Take that and put it in in your mind palace. I am doing that. Put it in a beautiful wooden, maybe carved however you want it. Picture however you want it carved. Okay. A wooden kind I of like a carve. storage. Or hold, will. On. Hold, hold on. on. Kind hold of on. a He's carved. Walking me through this dream. A, a carved, beautiful, inlaid, however you want it done, wooden yeah. chest. You got it. Now I want you to take that chest. Yeah. Put your you dick in it. To, if you need to. <laughs> Take a moment. It could be Schrodinger's dick box. Keep going. (laughs) If you need to, if you think it'd be helpful, you're in your process. Oh my God, there's just a cat in there using your dick as a stretch post. Oh my God. It's good. I'm going to have to get some extensions because that cat ain't going to be able to scratch long. If you need to, as a little dick joke for you all out there about Mm. myself. Keep going. If, If you need to, to take a moment to make this easier for you, you can take a moment to picture that box with beveled edges. Yeah. And I want you to turn it sideways and shove it straight up <laughs> your own anus. Oh my God! You just suffocated Alexandria <laughs> Dario. 
Yeah, Chad. Chad. She's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad. <laughs> Chad. Chad. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Wait, wait, are you all implying the existence of somebody that lives in, in Joe's anus? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really curious because a lot of my fight scenes are actually already the famous ones, which is really sad that I don't have a more obscure one. But this is often the true story of this show. Yeah. Well, but, I was gonna say, and and Chad said movies, and I've got a couple that aren't movies. Mine's not. Well, I have. It's a I, book. I, I, I'm gonna punch in the dick. Uh, James, I should I should have. It's really hard, it. by the way, to this do a fight scene be, in a book. We're not going to, this can I be know, TV. but you'd find a way, you son of a bitch. This can I'm be TV because uh, I am doing tried TV. reading. Maybe You're not going to let you talk about the third season of The Fall Guy, dude. Maybe yeah. if you would would stop being a goose-stepping moron and try reading books instead of burning them. I know you get cold, though. You got the voice thing. You need to stay warm. I've got my blanket that Nicole Griffith bought me last year that's got this, got the horror people on it if you're watching the YouTubes. It's really comfortable. Thank you, Nicole. I doubt that you've ever listened to one episode of the show, but maybe somebody will let her know later. Or you'll get a cease and desist. Please do not mention my name on your crappy show. That's right. Or Brandy's going to tell me to stop sleeping with her, which hasn't happened, but just tell him that. So <clears throat> I'll go first. Now, mine is a combination of two movies. One of them is a John Wayne film directed by whom? That's right, John Ford. It's called The Quiet Man. It has a fist fight in the street. It's a damn long, good fist fight. But you know what's better? And there was a guy and a tour who in the 80s said, fuck that. I'm going to get me a WWF wrestler. Not the WWE. Oh, you one. bastard. I'm going to do one at six fucking minutes. And they're actually going to fight because I got that would, a wrestler. This was my number one. I didn't. Why didn't you think I wouldn't take this? I didn't think you would take it. <laughs> it's I, I, you know who directed it. I know. <laughs> I was like, well, Joe's not going to bring this one up. Well, I'll hold on, Chad. Chad, have you looked up the time? I, I knew it, it depends was on where you go on how long they say it is. Some are like 520. Some are six minutes. Some are over six minutes. But it's a damn long fight between Keith. Uh, with David Keith and Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? And you know, <laughs> David Keith. It's Keith David. Huh? It's Keith David. I know. David Keith <laughs> and Roddy McDowell did the, did the USA version. <laughs> I would do a Roddy McDowell uh, voice right now, but there's no way. No. Oh, <clears throat> oh, my God. It came back for a second. There's yeah. no way I could do it. So, I mean, Keith David and Roddy McDowell. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Piper. Did you know that they practiced it so much that they did the fight for real? No, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I knew they practiced it. I knew they shot all day. And that movie's small budget. That movie shot for like 10, 20 days. Very small. Yeah, it is. A, and honestly, it does look low budget. But man, is it good. It And people, here's another thing. That movie came out, opened up at number one. I didn't know Universal that either. Universal pulled it after two weeks. They pulled John it. Carpenter just never gets a break. They pulled the fucker. Go Google it. <clears throat> and it was number one. It's one of his few number one films that opened at number one. There's not a lot. You think of John Carpenter, but he had a long career. Well, he's not dead. He's had a long career. But most of his films, not overly successful at the time they came out. And there's very few that premiered at number one. And that's yeah. one of them. And I love that movie. Uh, that movie 
somehow, some way has entered into the zeitgeist. I guess we've talked about that on here before, the, just the cultural. Well, in, in the world that we live in now, yeah. it's definitely become more. But that movie of... hasn't, it's like it was, it's like he was a suicide. He wrote, he, it's based on a short story, but he wrote the movie under a pseudonym. And yeah. Chad, that movie's just as prevalent, it's just, it's just as accurate. It's more, if not more, if not more so, it's more accurate. Yeah. I mean, even then nobody thought social media was going to happen. And And, and then about the eighties and economics. And I've said this before. It's like, and he said that it never left. Right. And even entertainment, we've never left. I'm going to go see Ghostbusters in two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) We, the eighties have never left. Man. And I'll be honest. Speaking of which I, it, it never left. I don't know. It, it was tonight, and obviously I had to teach, so I didn't get to go see it. But it, Rocky versus Drago, yeah, where they put back in forty minutes, yeah. There, and I recommend everybody watch it. I don't care if you don't care about that movie at all. There is an hour and a half shot on an iPhone by somebody that was just uh, there. I mean, it was officially released by MGM behind the scenes, and it is. I mean, I have more respect for Sylvester Stallone as a director because he sits there and critiques himself as they go through scene by scene. And he goes, that was dumb. That's stupid. This is, a, there's a scene where, because it is, I guess this could lead into one of mine. I mean, the Rocky fights, however you feel about that franchise, are always epic fights. Agree. Well, let's, let's, but let's oh, talk no. more about, before we, okay. They live well, what I was going to say. What I was going to say real quick, though, is if you get a chance, no, if you get a chance, watch that documentary, because there is an entire scene where he go, where one of the changes he makes, and I never had noticed, I've seen Rocky for, my dad and I used to watch Rocky for, that's why I've got this tie to it, but there's a scene where, um, and I never noticed it until he pointed out, where Drago throws a punch, and when you see it from, it cuts to Rocky getting hit by the punch, and it's coming in like this. And he goes, that's stupid. Drago's way taller than me. He goes, I don't know why I didn't catch that when we were filming it. And so when they did the edit, all he had them do was pivot the, the angle because they can edit film digitally. And so he pivoted him be like this, where it looks like it's coming down. It ch- sounds silly, but it really it changed like, the whole just stopped. Actually, the 40 <clears throat> minutes, every, everything I've read about the 40 hopefully minutes. Hopefully the edit, extra 40 is the, so hopefully the 40 minutes turned from, uh, turned it from the hour and a half montage that it was and turned it into an actual fucking movie. That would, there is, I, there I is a scene on in this it. one is just a fucking montage film. It, no, no, it is the way, there made. is a scene though in it where he, they showed one of the scenes that he went back and got off the cutting room floor. And I was like, God, that does make it a darker film. And it's Rocky taking ownership for not throwing in the towel and and he said actually the way it was scripted i changed it to where it looked like uh it didn't happen but he goes the way it was originally scripted was i did throw in the towel but i threw it in a minute too late and that's what gets restored as part of the scene he goes i throw it too late and he's already been hit for that last time and he staggers for a while before he falls and i was like oh and then there's an entire scene where he has to go to his wife apollo's wife and say it's my fault and I'm like, yeah, that's that's not a montage movie anymore. And so, yeah, if you get a chance, Chad, we just watch the documentary about it because I was like, oh my god, that's fascinating. Anyway, right, well, that right. was James's time, turn. Chad, go to you. No, I I want to talk about they live some because we too. we didn't we actually didn't talk about the fight scene itself because no, I know because fucker had to go off about 
I didn't get to see this. But oh, you were talking you about, about how you were going to watch Ghostbusters. Don't start on me. Well, we Why don't you go have a lozenge, Parvo? Oh, my God. I wonder <laughs> if I do have one. Isn't that what dogs get? Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a throwaway joke to Roadrunners, which you've never seen anyway. But oh, there's a guy that coughs call, all the time called Parvo, and he always screams lozenge. So that's why I call you Parvo, Parvo. I could be Craig Lunger. Yeah, either way. Go ahead. No, it, no, they live. What I liked about it is, yeah, it is so long. It is a great fight scene. And, and normal fight scenes don't last that long. That's what's so great about it. It just kept going. And every time you thought that they were wrapping it, one of them would jump on the other, and it would just keep going. Not only was it brilliantly or uh, choreographed, it was funny as hell in the middle of a movie that, yeah, great, it is a, it is a bit of a parody, a comedy or a spoof, whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, it's an action science fiction film. It's a dark comedy. It's an action science fiction film. It's all, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's before, like a lot of Carpenter films, whether you love him or hate him, a lot of his stuff was before its time. But when you, and when you talk about his action films, Escape from L.A., or Escape, oh God, Escape from New York, Big Trouble, Little China, none of them, compete to that fight scene and they live and i think it is because of they got roddy roddy piper who is one of the best wrestlers that ever lived to it it wouldn't have been the same if it was somebody else it wouldn't have been the same if it was bruce campbell or something it was because it was roddy it was roddy roddy piper roddy piper i agree yeah i just you you don't think macho man could have pulled that off no i saw no uh but and it's the dumbest reason that they're fighting. There's no yeah. reason that they fight for six minutes. It's over him. It's over Keith David putting on those glasses. Yeah, Keith does not want to put on those glasses. He doesn't want to put on the glasses so he can see the alien. <laughs> but you're going to put these on, fucker. No, I'm not. And then they fight for six minutes in an alleyway. Right? That's the reason. There's no other reason. It's dumb as hell if you think about it. Don't think about it. But it sure does make that movie so cool. And people remember that shit. You know, my biggest problem with they live, it still drives me crazy. What's that? The one at the end of it, when they're using those, the aliens are using the, whatever their walkie talkie things is to talk into. They're just, oh, yeah. PK, they're PKE meters from Ghostbusters. Yeah. They are. That's, <laughs> that's what crazy. it is. They are. Drives they're me PKE crazy. Yeah. Drives me crazy. <laughs> it was like, who, who the fuck? That wasn't even shot in the same lot. <laughs> I mean, and you didn't pick something from an obscure science fiction film. You picked it from the biggest comedy of all time that happened four years before. <laughs> I don't know why that drives me batshit nuts. It's the first question I'm ever going to ask Carpenter for ever seeing him again. <laughs> so <clears throat> what okay. else you have to say about it, bud? Oh, no, that's about it, man. I just, if you have, it's a great fight scene. It is. Uh, it is. Um, so I'm going to trend. I'm going to go and talk about one from my childhood. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was Homer Simpson. Why don't that you was... get culturally relevant? Why um, are you so angry? Is I don't know. Because you couldn't go fuck I Drago. I mean, if you were going to pick you, one, you sir, if you are were afraid to pick... cut the robot out in the new. Let's cut. be. Let me be honest. You didn't shave. You didn't sand down that wooden box too much. Now you got a bunch of splinters in your rectum. Yeah, because you were trying to get it for Alexandria. Alexandria. Oh shit! Forget it. Are you talking about Dario? Oh, I I thought you were going to do Dumas. I was like, no, I love the Three Musketeers. 
This book's written by dumbass. Keep going, Chad. All, all I can say is the only reason San Andreas works, you have Alexandria and Carla Gugino in one film, and that's just too much for one film. The Rock. <laughs> fuck the rock rock. you have carly gugino and alexander daddario i agree i'm just saying out of the movie stars working today he's one i don't want to punch yeah oh that's true go chad Uh, um so i want to bring up one from my childhood and being a a cartoon fan being a comic book fan when i saw this movie in the theater this fight scene broke my brain it did. I, at the time, I'm like, it doesn't get any better than this. I will admit it has not aged well, but I still love watching it. And that is from the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. The Turtles versus, this is a combination at the very end when the Turtles fight the Foot Clan. And then that leads into the fight with Shredder. That whole fight Why scene. That one? Why that one out of out of what all the comic book movies? Uh, I guess I well my kid got into turtles. I've told you to this last yeah. so in the last month I've had to rewatch all three of those movies repeatedly. And yeah, the second one. one. Second one. Oh, he but but he sings along to Go Ninja Go. So well, no, cute. no, my the second one, like Silas got into a turtle phase uh, for about six months. But yeah. the second one he couldn't handle. And it, I never pointed it out to him. He found it on his own. When they're in the net and they're getting pulled up or whatever, uh-huh. Silas literally goes, Dad, Dad, he's got swords on his back. Why didn't he just cut the net? And I'm like, son, they weren't supposed to use their weapons in this one. They got in trouble for using them in the first one. First one, yeah. And the Silas second was one... like, but Dad, that's dumb. He's not a good problem solver, Dad. And I was like, son, yeah. I can't debate this with you. Son, this is what happens when the studio gets involved the sequel when they didn't give a shit and they thought the first one was going to bomb <laughs> yeah um no that one it i just watched it and it was amazing to me because not only was i seeing these four characters that i had loved in animation form appear in real life but i was watching them fight for in in, in my in my 10 year old brain this was really happening i get that and everything, all the moves, all, all the comedic timing between, you know, uh, Michelangelo going down the sewer pipe and hitting people. Or no, that was that was a Donatello. Donatello going down the pipe with his with his staff, knocking everybody in the head. Being, I mean, it was just phenomenal. And then at the end part where they each go up against Shredder one by one, and Shredder's just kicking their ass. And it's it it just everything choreographed about those fight scenes I thought was brilliant. And I just loved every minute of it. And I still do. I still watch it. It's one of those movies that I will watch as a 40-year-old adult and still go back to my childhood and get that pleasure. That's awesome. Like I'm watching it for the first time. And that's why I wanted it to be number one. Well, number one was going to be They Live, but you fucking stole it from me. Steal it. I just can't believe you didn't think I wasn't going to do it. I really well, you didn't know think what? you were going to do it. <clears throat> so I, I thought you were going to pick up some John Wayne, which you almost did. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, no, you pulled out They Live on me. <laughs> well, he ripped off John Wayne a couple of times. But oh, yeah, he did. what I want to say, time. what I want to say about the Turtles after re- re-watching them now with my yeah. child several times. First was slower than I remember. Yes. But the Jim Henson of puppets in those movies still look great. And better than any of the CGI that they did, especially Splinter. They look fan freaking 
completely agree. 30 Everything. years later, every year, I mean, just look awesome. To me, I think the puppets and the, and the, and the face work, and the, it's great. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the fact that I don't own the, the four action figures that they re-released from the movie that are articulated like the ones from the movie, I'm still, I, I, I want them so badly. <laughs> I yeah, believe that was on my wish this year. Really holds up. Uh, yeah. So, James, I, I, what? I am just so grateful because I assumed y'all were going to take the, my first one right away and y'all haven't touched it yet. Well, technically, Rocky Four was your first no, one. No, no, no. Well, that was a side note drift. about the 80s. Oh, my never God. Went away. It was a 35 minute side note. Oh, tell us more about Ghostbusters. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's your favorite movie. Well, I mean, it's in the top 10. Yeah. Um, you ever, top five. You ever, I'm a bigger um, fan than James. I no, was going to no. say it's in my top two or three. Destiny. Yeah, I was going to say. It's <laughs> I don't have a favorite movie, but if I did. No, I, that's what I mean. Close. I can't. I can't yeah. pick one. I have a hard time picking a hard favorite movie, but if I did, it would be it would be a tie between a few. Yeah. Roger Rabbit, Ghostbusters, and Ed Wood. Yeah, those would be the three. There's there's a there's a fourth one that would that might, but yeah, those three. It would be an argument between those three. But again, I have a hard time picking a favorite one. James. Change, no, the, waiting. the the one that came to my mind right away when we picked this topic i'm like god I, this is what I, I but i literally was convinced now they're going to say it before i get to it i, I kind of am shocked y'all didn't because it is one, oh my god you I, I love it movie. i love it because everybody gets the hell kicked out of them the hallway fighting old boy the oh, original it's old my boy. second you fucker. it's my second, my second. <laughs> it was my second it, by the way if you all have never seen if you listening have it's easy to find on YouTube. No, we're just not talking search. about the Spike Lee version. No, 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 no. The original Old Boy. Just search Hallway Fight Old Boy on YouTube. You don't have to watch the rest of the movie. You I should, believe it's but. also called the Corridor Scene. Corridor Scene. That's the other way. Yes. It's one of the best fight scenes. Oh, my God. It's and better than love. the ones Chad and I talked about. It's just that's more of a place in my heart than Old Boy. Well, same, same thing with Teenage love, Mutant Ninja Turtles. What I love about it is it makes perfect sense when you're looking at all the fighting and all that stuff. And what I love about it is that he has a hammer <laughs> and he walks out the door and he's beat this guy and he walks out the door and there's what 20 people in the hallway. Yeah. Oh my god. And he literally least, least. and he's leading this guy out and he finally realizes, okay, I can't hold this guy and deal with all these people. So he shoves them away. One of them takes the guy that he's been beating on and takes him away. And then he has to fight his way through the hallway. And if I remember correctly, because I should have rewatched it, but I remember the scene pretty well. At the end, he's fought everybody. Now he's had a stick broken over his back. I think he actually had something sticking out of he his back. He has an axe out of his back, yeah. stuck in his back. And so he's standing there, there's blood, and all of a sudden you see blood is trickling down his neck. But all everybody else is waylaid behind him. Like he has used his hammer. At one point, he throws the hammer and starts punching. He gets knocked down. He fakes being unconscious so they'll get closer just so he can whack one of them and throw another one behind him. I mean, it is brutal, but he also is brutalized by it. But if I remember correctly, doesn't the scene end with an elevator opening and there's people with guns and he just runs? I mean, it's, it's, it is the height of extreme fighting, all of that stuff. And, but it, it, it's more, I don't want to say realistic, but I mean, he doesn't come through on scale. He's not the ultra cool hero who's straightening his tie after killing these people. He is beat up. It is not a, you know, he doesn't get to just be brutal. He is brutalized as well. And it's, it's done as kind of a, 
continuous shot. And what they do is they pivot the camera to where you're effectively one of the walls. And so you see it in on the side most of the scene. But it is uh, it is just a great fight scene because, like I said, I would recommend watching the entire movie. But if you just want to see a fight scene. If you're going to watch two scenes, watch that and him eat the squid. The squid, which is for real. He really ate the he squid. He ate a live squid. And almost, I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't he almost die doing that too? I have too? no idea. But uh, the, uh, I feel kind of slightly bad because the squid's fighting back. Yeah. Uh, it is claw- oh, oh, God. Clawing on his face. Yeah. And that fight scene. So uh, when I first saw Old Boy, I, had never, I didn't know anything about it. And then that fight scene happens. And all of a sudden, I was, I was loving the film. But suddenly, I just leaned forward in my seat. And I could not believe what I was watching. I mean, that I'd seen the Matrix. I'd seen all that crazy fighting style. But just one man in a corridor with a hammer, with a bunch of goons, with knives and, and axes. And, and boards. shot beautifully. And it's shot beautifully. And it just keeps going. And you're like going, how the hell is he going to get out of this? And he just keeps. And it's there's just like with They Live, even though you, you know it's not over, he has to, he has to stop. He has to take a breath, and so do the other guys, and then they just keep going at it. It's it's amazingly choreographed. I don't know how they did that in that tight of space. It's amazing. James, Joe, what do you got? All right. Well, he stole my second one, so I had to do a little quick. Um, I This one's not as famous. I thought James would take my third one, but he isn't, so I may hold out for him. But this one is Nikolai in Eastern Promises. Oh, yeah, I thought about that one. I almost put that in there. Are, are you talking about a certain scene in a bathhouse? It's a scene in a bathhouse. That, that was going to be another one of mine. Good. Vigo Morrison, uh, directed by, <clears throat> why can't I think of David uh, Cronenberg. Cronenberg's name? David Cronenberg. It was the follow-up to another movie that I love that they made called A History of Violence, which also has some good fight scenes in it as yes. well. But Eastern promises it's in the bath scene. It's in the bathhouse. They're trying to get him in there to figure out who he is. And they have these um, and like vinyl cutter knives and they're mm-hmm. after him. And Vico does this scene bottomless for part of it. Yep. Yeah. You see, you see you him. See it all. You see Vigo and his mortison. And he almost I, flies away. It's going so fast. <laughs> okay. Chad was really looking close as a big screen. I may have put it on slow motion. I have. That's okay. But he's, I, it may I be a poster it. on my wall. I love it because it's so visceral. Yeah. It's, it's battle damage, right? So we're talking about they live. That's not a visceral battle damage fight. It's just beautifully choreographed. But this one, they're getting hurt. He's killing people. His towel falls off. His dick's out. His Johnson's going at town. I don't know why we keep going back to, Vigo's I don't know. Dick. In all and, fairness. It is Vigo. <laughs> he is Vigo. He's a handsome man. But it's just brutal. It's one of the most brutal fight scenes in film. What do you guys think? It honestly it kills those two people brutally. And it's not I was gonna brutally say, Joe, like in excess blood. Brutally a bit. I bet that's what that shit would look like. It's either that one. It was, it was a toss-up between that and History of Violence as the most brutal. David Cronenberg yeah. has two of the most brutal, violent fight scenes. That fight scene between his kid and the other kid in the high school in a History of Violence is really brutal, too. Yes. He just beat yeah, them down. Yeah, but the Eastern Promises one, yeah, it is bloody. 
That's and a movie I don't hear about anymore. I wish we did. It's a good film. It's a it good is film. a good film. It's like, yeah, the last Cronenberg film I really liked. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the the one where he plays Sigmund Freud was not. I didn't really care. I didn't for care it. for that one either. I didn't care for the one where they're in the Hollywood Hills. I, I yeah, but I really liked Eastern Promises. So that's another one of my follow ups. Chad, sorry, I'm not going to talk as long. No, it's okay. Um, man, uh, my second one, technically my third one. Actually, no, it was a standby in case you all stole. <laughs> they live in old boy. Way to go, gentlemen. <laughs> These dicks. <laughs> um, you took what dicks. you loved and took it from you. So, don't ever I, <laughs> do that again. I wanted. I was. I was trying to think of a more conventional action star whose fights I really loved, and the one who comes up repeatedly in my brain, in my mind, was Jet Li. Yeah, and I want to talk about Unleashed. Okay. I haven't uh, seen it in a long time. I don't remember a damn thing about it. It is. Uh, I actually just watched it. Did he play dog? He played. Well, his name was Danny, but yeah, he went, he played a dog. Yeah, Danny the dog. Danny, Danny the, dog. the dog. Danny the dog. Who was trained by Bob Hoskins and in, in one of Bo- another one of those Bob Hoskins roles where he just he owns it. And uh, Bob Hoskins may be one, may be my favorite actor. If not, he's really damn close to it, uh, right up there with Luis Guzman and Oliver Platt. Um, but no, Unleashed is about Jet Li, who plays a, a a man who, since he was a kid, has been trained to be like a dog. That whenever his collar is let, every time he's let off his collar, he attacks, and he attacks in some of the most sensational way possible. And there are three or four really good fight scenes in this. And I was trying to think of the best one that I could talk about because there it's 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 weird when you have a movie that has so many amazing choreographed fight scenes. It's hard to pick which one. And honestly, uh, there is one where Jet Li fights a guy in white, bald guy dressed in a kimono type thing. And the whole fight scene itself goes on for about six, six, six and a half minutes. But the one part that I want to talk about actually involves them in a bathroom, specifically the, uh, in this small little corridor where the toilet is, they are right next to one another, uh, almost touching chest to chest. And there is so many amazing scene uh, moves in this tight space that both Jet Li and this other gentleman, who I wanted to look up his name and I didn't do it, could perform with one another where they're bashing through walls, they're headbutting, Jet Li's hitting him on the side, they're bringing their feet up, they're sm- slamming into the toilet, and they're, it's all super fast nonstop and it is it just gets your blood pumping and i mean when i talk about and if you haven't seen unleashed again it's one of those movies that i highly recommend checking out uh you know it's one of jet league's lesser known films in my opinion i agree because it was originally called danny the dog right i think so and it was they changed it to unleashed in america i think in other countries it's called danny dog or danny dog whatever it's called and it's also written by and it's the truth somebody who may be underappreciated in terms of his filmmaking. And I'm forgetting the director of, of, of the sixth cent, not the sixth sense, the fifth element. Oh, uh, uh, Basson. Lucy Basson. Basson. He wrote, he wrote unleashed. Um, and it was directed by Louis Letier. Letier. Oh, who directed, directed your favorite Hulk movie. Yes. <laughs> the only good Hulk film. I like scenes in the other one. <laughs> 
which that may have been that was also one of those movies i thought about bringing up for a fight scene but i've uh but anyway uh but yeah no Jet Li, and also it, the close second in unleashed is the opening sequence the movie opens up with a fight sequence to people that's how cool unleashed is so i just wanted to talk about unleashed real quick all right, James, it's time for you to pontificate for the next 45 minutes. Actually, I want to talk about a, it, it is a scene in a movie. Love you. It, it begins in a movie, but it has this great scene, and it's not a traditional fight scene, which, a novel. Normally, which normally are quick, right? Punch, punch, punch. This movie stops and slows it down and gives the internal monologue as the person calculate what, calculates what they're going to do next. Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock Holmes boxing in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. That and movie's a lot of fun. And what's interesting about that, a lot of people mistakenly uh, have only seen the Sherlock Holmes films that came before and was like, oh, that's not what Sherlock Holmes did. No, Sherlock Holmes fought. Uh, matter of fact, well, I mean, was, you also got the, the, sorry, the Benedict Cumberbatch when he doesn't fight either. Yeah, and that's what I mean. But you have to. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Total you know, cumber bitch. He's dreamy. And now, uh, uh, his so Arthur Conan Doyle, author of Sherlock Holmes, um, wrote into um, the mystery of the empty house. Or I'm getting the title, so I'm not wrong, but something along that. It was one of the first stories after Sherlock Holmes came back from the dead after being killed by Moriarty. Well, when he got back, of course, Watson said, "How did you survive?" and he wrote, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle said that he used baritsu. Well, the problem is Arthur Conan Doyle spelled it wrong. The actual word is bartitsu. And bartitsu was a, a I'm not making this up. It was I know, a mar- uh, Judge, we've been to bars where we've seen tits too. <laughs> I knew this wasn't going to go I well mean, because- we got a story about an after hours club in Winchester about 3 a.m where I think people should have went to jail. Yeah. Anyway, my point I'm glad being, it wasn't us. It was developed in England, but in, in the time that Arthur Conan Doyle was writing, and it was hugely popular for a time, and it mixed together jujitsu, boxing, and French kickboxing. I thought he was going to say French kissing. <laughs> and so it was an actual form of martial arts that was developed to be, and it was meant solely for it was meant solely for self-defense to survive so it would make sense that sherlock holmes did it however he constantly trained in it and that's the illusion that sir arthur conan doyle made so if you watch those movies and be like why is sherlock holmes fighting well it turns out that actually does come from um arthur conan doyle and so those scenes in the movie uh by the time you get to the second movie um and he's fighting against moriarty and they're going back and forth uh, I love that scene. A lot of people hate it, but I, it really is. So I wanted to pick one movie that has more of a, I guess, a thinking man's fight scene where they're sizing each other up and he's doing a, oh, favors the left eye, which means if I take out the left eye, all of that. And that is that it does have some basis in the actual original stories by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. So there you go. I'm going to. Tra- he also did cocaine. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, like one does. I'm going to transition a bit and take us completely out of most genres. And well, say, Joe's becoming Josephina. It's about yeah. time. Well, yeah. You got a face like this. You really should just eat a bullet. So oh, I said Josephina, not Josephine. Nah. 
I, I, you've clearly given it more thought than me, but I probably should think about it. This one's a comedy, and I'm going to talk about the fight scene in Anchorman. It's good. Good fight scene. <laughs> boys, boys, I know it's not choreographed like a Jet Li film. I know it doesn't have a WWF wrestler like they live. I know it, it wasn't directed by Sylvester Stallone like uh, Rhinestone. Actually, that was directed by Bob Clark. Should we, should we, should we, should we give Joe uh, points off for this one? Because doesn't it involve an explosive at some point? What's got that to do with it? They fight, uh, fight with their fists. <laughs> he has a trident. You killed a man with a trident. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Isn't, one, isn't there one scene where Steve Carell's holding a stick of dynamite going, ah, ah. Yes. No, actually, it's a grenade. Grenade, that's right. It's a grenade. And horses show up too. And then all of a sudden you hear kind of a, uh, it's not the cue, but it's kind of the cue from Planet of the Apes, the, 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 the music cue. Yep. <laughs> that movie, gentlemen, that's got a great fight scene in it. And the sequel has yeah. a good fight scene in it. It, has it does, but it's, it's it does not, not the same. It's not the same. But it has ghosts showing up it, to fight. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love that joke. I'm, I'm giving you applause. I never thought of of, of the of the network gentlemen, team, gentlemen. I mean, I was going to say, in, I was going to start talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I had these two. I was like, "Are you stupid? Don't talk about Raiders. One of these a holes can talk about Raiders." Anchorman, one of the best comedic fight scenes. It's. I, I'm sorry, as much as I love the fight scene in Blazing Saddles, and I do because Blazing Saddles is my favorite comedy of all time. Right up there. That Anchorman fight scene, gentlemen. Yeah, the 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 uh, <clears throat> news team battle. Uh, yep. It's it's phenomenal. Makes no it, sense. It makes no sense. It happens two thirds through the movie. It's not even the final act. It's almost, and it pretty much is a reason just to have your friends who are also big time celebrities appear in your movie and do bad bad accents. Do bad bad accents and act like complete goofballs for a day. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's exactly what it was. It's like, hey, you assholes want to come over, do something for nothing and have a blast and you can do whatever you want to. Yeah. And that and that's where I kind of felt part two kind of went the, the wayside. They're like, okay, we actually now to have, need to have bigger names show up. And then I was like, oh, it well, <laughs> took it too far. Well, well, hey, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's up next? I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to reserve one. Uh, I'd want to talk about, um, I want to do a brief honorary mention, but this one I have to talk about. When you think of big action star fights, who do you think of? You think of Jet Li, as I mentioned. You might think of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You may think of Sylvester Stallone in the Rocky films. I've got the ultimate one. Bob Odenkirk. The bus scene from Nobody. I still haven't seen it, guys. Uh, we will. I will talk more about Nobody in our year in review uh, episode. It is ninety minutes of amazing. That's all that movie is, and particularly the bus scene is one of the most well choreographed fight scenes I have seen in a long time, if not maybe the best all time. I'm, I'm not going to go that far, but it's definitely one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a long, long time. It all takes place on a bus 
And Bob Odenkirk is he's dressed like uh, your everyday fa- uh, man. And then all of a sudden these five guys get on, they're going to cause trouble. And Bob Odenkirk's just goes, uh, goes ape shit on them. And again, just like with old boy, he doesn't come out unscathed. He is getting his ass handed to him. The pro- the thing is though, he still gets up and just keeps coming and coming. And every time you think he's had it, he gets up, he spits out some blood, he holds his side because he's hurting. He gets back up and just starts beating the shit out of them again. <laughs> again, it's it's about it's about five, five, five and a half minutes. And from the moment it starts, I am sitting there tensed up with my I had I had a I had a uh, it was one of the few instances where I'm actually drinking watching a movie. I had a glass of four roses and I, st- I put the glass down and put my hands on my face and going, oh, my God, what am I watching? A glass, is- you say. Yeah, I don't drink all the what? bottle, you alcoholic. <laughs> now break it's it over your throat. head. <laughs> it's for my throat. I can't do the math unless I had the booze. Keep going. <laughs> but it's just one of those fight scenes where it feels like, again, you know, some of the stuff they're doing is not realistic, but the fact that he is getting hurt. As he and honestly, he's getting hurt a lot in a lot of ways worse than he is than you see an old boy. And you can see it on him that he is in pain. But all he wants to do is hurt these five assholes. And that's what's making him go. This is just desire of he has had the worst fucking day anyone could possibly have. And he's just this normal man. And he's he's had it, and he's going to beat these he's going to beat these people up to the point where they can't walk simply because he's pissed off, and it's great. It's what it's what a lot of us feel when we're angry every day. We just want to be able to do that. That's what I want to do to the bicyclists who are in front of me on the way to work. Oh God, I hate those people. I do too. Were they were they wearing the were they wearing the spandex, Joe? I don't even care about that shit. It's just if you're going to share the road, obey the same damn rules. I am. You oh, wonder no. why I check you with doors. The spandex bothers me because the only reason you're wearing that is because you think you're in the fucking Tour de France. You're not. You're in a little small town in Kentucky put on some regular riding clothes and get off the road and let us drive. Yes. <laughs> get a buggy whip and get off the no, road. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I, I'm fine. I, I, I do believe in sharing the road. I do believe in bicycle, but actually Joe's point is what gets me. When I see them go straight through a red light, all because time, all of a sudden Chad, they're, James, they're politicians, the they're, they're, yeah. they're, 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 uh, they're pedestrians when they want to be pedestrians, even though they never get off the bike. No, that because they put everybody else. I've seen cars have to swerve because they run a red light. I agree. And but if I'm wearing car, the helmet. I'm aerodynamic. If I if a, if a car ran a red light and endangered other cars, it'd be an issue. But oh, it's bicyclists, so we're not going to do anything. I agree. No, I agree. We're, we're protecting the planet. Now we've turned into three middle-aged guys. Oh, I think wait. that's what we were. Oh to shit! Oh shit! James, what's your James, last one? I want to bring up something because there's a ton actually. Raiders, I thought about because the mechanic fight is iconic, but I want to bring up iconic. something. Again, and it's since been made into a show, but I want to talk about the original. If you were reading comics in about 2003, if somebody turned you on to it early, 
you would have been 12 issues into this series about a kid that discovers his father is an alien and he's got phenomenal powers and all this stuff and 12 issues in of following this kid's journey you would have saw his father the alien beat the living daylights out of him the first time he stands up to him when he finds out that his father's ultimate plan is more or less to conquer the planet invincible the entire well not the entire but the bulk of the 12th issue is a father beating his son and not only beating him demoralizing him as he does next time can you say trigger warning before you go into your tirades no maybe if you weren't such a wuss your dad wouldn't have had to beat you so much (laughs) yeah maybe if you get off your damn bicycle (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) or maybe if you would have been better at bicycling your dad well i don't know what caused your dad to beat you but you just bicycle you tubby fuck you do know that this has been done in animated form right yeah, no, I was going to say, okay. I said there's a series now. But okay. the series, what is the series? Only like six or seven. I think I think in the comic, the reason it was more powerful is you were a year into reading it. You had to wait till the 12th issue before, true. This, before this pivot. Like, I, I marathoned the entire series when it came out. Uh, and they changed a couple things in the show. But if it, in the comic, I mean, literally, it is the he's looked up to his father. His father is training him to be a superhero as well. If you've seen the show, you know that you know as a as a reader that his dad's a bad guy. But when he finally tells his son, "Listen, I'm not here as a savior. I'm here more or less as to rule, and you can either help me or all that stuff." And he basically has to reveal that he's killed the other superheroes that can stand against him. And his son still goes, "No, you know, my mom's human." My and he wants to stand up to him. And you think for half a second, oh, he's gotten through to his father. He's having second thoughts. And then he beats him. And, you know, they knock over mountains. They knock him through mountains. They, and he's bleeding. And then all of, and his dad just doesn't stop. He doesn't care that he's dead. He doesn't care that he's hurting. Bam, bam. I mean, it is one of the most, because I thought about Superman Doomsday. That's the other kind of iconic last for issues over issues but there's something about invincible and there's something i mean it's not just a physical fight it's a emotional one and it is a i mean he beats him yes physically but he also tears him down mentally you'll never be who i am son you're passing up your chance to be a real man you're passing up your chance to be a savior you're passing up your chance because you're too much of a coward as he beats his own son and in the comics, um, it he doesn't recover quickly. I mean, it changed the tone of that comic book. And of course, it was all planned from the beginning in the minds of the writers and, and the artists. But, but it changed the tone of the comic. It was not something that, you know, two issues later, he was better. He got the living daylights kicked out of him. He's scarred. He's hurt. He's all this stuff. So again, yeah, there was a, it was on Prime, right, Chad? Yeah, Amazon Prime. Prime. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's great. But there's something about you build it up in a comic book to where it's the 12th issue before you see it. And because of the comic book, I knew it was coming in the show. So I was always like, yep, here, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it is probably one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen because you effectively have the father is Omni-Man, basically a stand in for Superman. So you can imagine Superman having a son, which has happened in the comics now, and beating him. 
just beating him nonstop and not caring. Like I said, not caring that he's down. He wants to hurt him every way he can. And it is one of the most brutal comics I've ever read. And at the time, it was completely unexpected because you, you get used to comic tropes, right? Like, oh, he's going to say, but dad, you married mom and mom's human. So how can you? And oh, no, no, son. I had I had a child with your mother so I could control her better. Yeah, I'll be mean, all this stuff and none of it works. And then he just beats his son. It's a pretty powerful yeah. fight. All right. So what do yeah. we got for honorable mentions? I got a couple. Um two 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 they made the raid and these are these um korean films every scene in both of the raids for the most part once they start are just fantastic if you ever get a chance to watch them watch them both i still need to see them they're a lot of fun and my next one is tarantino has had a lot of great action scenes a lot of great fist fights but damned i i I don't know that there's nothing more fulfilling than the break-in at the end of once upon a time in hollywood the fight what do yeah. you guys think i i mean it's just it it he gets you all the way there and then he gives you something history didn't give you which is the manson family just desserts and i remember chad and i watched it in the theater and it just it, it was just so satisfying <laughs> watching <laughs> it happen right chad i mean yeah, you're like no, oh my really god was. this is the most satisfying movie i'd seen in forever it's like you saw a lot of movies you might always bitch about the third act but it's true you get a great salad and then they get your entree and then the dessert sucks you're like well the other two were okay but they didn't finish it that movie had a triple fudge chocolate fucking awesome dessert and i just love the break-in fight at the end of it because it just goes bonkers yeah it just it is it and up until that point the movie had was great and i was dreading it because i know the history and yeah, I, I we both were sitting, sitting there, there dreading it because like, yeah. oh, I don't want to watch it. And we had both sit there and talked about it going, we really do. We really want to see this see, because no, of that. And we I were going to see what happens to Sharon Tate in real life. Yeah, the whole buildup. We were waiting, waiting for that to happen. And we're going, no, no. And oh. then all of a sudden we watched that and both me and Joe almost jump out of our seats. Well, and the whole theater was laughing. Remember, yeah. this <laughs> crazy. For we went to the early sneak preview of that Thursday. Yeah. The movie was just crazy. People were like, ah. Yeah. That flamethrower came out. Everybody was almost on their feet. I just, it was a great experience. And I, I just love that fight scene. Who's next? Chad. Okay. So um, uh, James mentioned Rocky four. I personally, I, I, I liked Rocky four as a kid. It doesn't hold up for me now. What does hold up for me is Rocky three. I love Rocky versus Clubber Lane. That, that last fight battle. I still love it to this day. Um, However, when you're thinking of 80s sports films and, you know, the underdog overcoming, you know, the, the terror, I don't think it gets any better for me than, uh, shoot, Frank Dukes versus uh, Chong Lee or Jean-Claude Van Damme versus uh, Bolo Leung in Bloodsport. That last fight scene, honestly, the whole all the fight scenes in Bloodsport, I loved as a kid because it was just different fighting styles, which is why when UFC actually did that for real, uh-huh. um, when UFC first started, I was I was so excited for it. And it was partially because of Bloodsport. And that last scene between Frank Dukes and, and Chong Lee, I think are amazing. It's one of the best fight scenes in, in those types of movies. 
highly recommend that. But what I want to end on for my most honorable mention. Um, now, hold on. You're on, you're on your 14th. I'm on my third. Mention. Yeah, I, I did two quick ones, but this is the one I want to spend some a brief time on. It's a TV show. Um, it's my other comic book mention. It's the hallway scene in uh, season one of Daredevil. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just it's one continuous shot. And he just barrels through. He goes from room to room, throwing people out, beating them up. He's getting beat up. He, you could t- see he's getting exhausted. And that is an ongoing trend with except for a couple, with the exception of one movie that I picked, you can clearly see the per- it's a, it makes you feel like it's a legit fight scene because they're just getting exhausted and getting the shit kicked out of them. But they're still prevailing because they have this sense of purpose to get this fight done. And with Daredevil, it was to save a little kid. I just loved it. All right, yeah, James. It, it, it invokes that same sort of response as old boy. There's there's panic. There's And even though you know the show's called Daredevil, right? He's not going to get killed in that hallway. But you very much feel there's a risk. I agree with that. I want to give one more honorable mention from a comic book. Um, the Dark Knight Returns, a number four from 1986. Somewhat of the inspiration for Batman versus Superman. But it has what arguably is the greatest Batman versus Superman fight when Batman has to take on Superman and they actually end up brawling. He uses kryptonite to weaken Superman and he ultimately wins the fight by kicking Superman in the groin and just knocking him down because he's Batman. He'll fight dirty if he has to. Um, With that being said, there was also this movie gets forgotten because some people think, and, and I kind of I see where people come from if you're a big fan of the comics, but Thomas Jane as a Punisher has that great fight scene with the Russian. Played by Kevin Nash. Played by Kevin Nash. And the reason it's a great fight scene and it does work in a Punisher movie is it is Frank Castle fighting with only what he's got around. You know, and, and actually one of there's a uh, comic book resource actually has an article about this, Chad. And you mentioned the turtles that took all four of them to take down Super Shredder. And the joke they make is Frank Castle took down, you know, basically the equivalent of the Super Shredder with a pot of boiling water. <laughs> In all fairness, they didn't take down Super Shredder. Super Shredder took down himself. They That's didn't true. do a damn thing in that movie. <laughs> oh, well, you can contact Comic Book Resource and correct him. Anyway, the point <laughs> being, that's it's a great fight scene because it shows that one of the reasons Frank Castle works as a believable character is Anything he can get his hands on, he'll make into a weapon. Now, he's going to get beat to death trying to make it work. He gets his hands head slammed repeatedly into a refrigerator, things like that. Uh, I also, though, wanted to give out one uh, quick shout-out because one of our shortcomings here, and I wanted to own it up front, is we didn't give a lot of shout-out to women in fight scenes. I rewatched it the other day with the kid, uh, Scar- uh, Scarlett Johansson, doing the fight scene while she's tied to the chair. Um, oh, in the Avengers, in, in the Avengers, uh-huh. that's a pretty good fight scene. Uh, so I wanted to give a women shout out. There'll be, by the way, I'll, I'll do more women shout out when we talk about gunfights. Well, I think there's uh, more gunfights with women. I bet and, if but, you went through cinema, there's more gunfights with women. Maybe I'm. And wrong. I wanted to pull out one more. It's not exactly a fist fight though, because he uses swords. But however you feel about these early movies, and definitely it deserves credit for helping the comic book trend get relaunched especially the marvel one blade the opening club fight yeah in blade 
is a great fight scene. However you feel about the rest of that movie. It's the only that, good scene in the movie. That movie had me sold. Honestly, <laughs> the, the first James one. James just did that so Mick would be listening and start screaming at us. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I understand Mick's issue. And by the way, I probably would agree with that commentary on the director. But those eight minutes, about eight minutes, yeah, where where he follows the guy that's going to be the victim into the club, and the blood starts raining down, and all that stuff, and then music skips, blades there with the swords, and he just starts wrecking people. Mm-hmm. That's a cool scene. It doesn't even have to make sense. You're like, oh, that guy's going to kill some folks, and it's a good time. Yeah. So I mean, those are the ones that come to mind. I wanted to pull in some comics. I wanted to pull in some other ones. Um, I mean, we could talk about video games, but the problem is they're all fight scenes. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else to add? Yeah, why don't you take a lozenge? <laughs> I've got one in my mouth. And I'm also waiting on a lozenge. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. This, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sighs>